Next on BYU Sports Nation, thank you cards for BYU Athletics. Who gets your thank you card for the holiday? The best player on the BYU football team, Fred Warner, discusses his expectations at Hawaii in the season finale. The voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell on BYU Hoops and football's purpose in Hawaii, plus dressing up for Thanksgiving dinner. Big deal or no deal? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Wednesday, November 22nd. Happy Thanksgiving Eve from all of us here at BYU Broadcasting to all of you. Wherever and however you're dialing, it's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Pumpkin Pie Judge Jerem Jordan. I do love pumpkin pie. I should probably make sure we're having that tomorrow. Is that your go-to pie on Thanksgiving Day? my wife. Make sure we have... Yes. Okay, Jerem taking care of business. He literally is typing out a text message. Yeah, I just texted my wife. To his wife. (laughs) I said please at the end. I probably should have said please first. (laughs) All about how you approach it, right? Do this, please. It it softens the blow a little bit. I said, make sure we have pumpkin pie tomorrow, please. Is that that good enough? There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. I want to be kind. Okay. So, obviously, pumpkin pie is your pie of choice on Thanksgiving Day. There's not a lot of bad pie, though. Like, I love when people complain about things that there are no bad whatever. Like, oh, this ice cream's the worst. No, no, no. It's ice cream. Like, it's all good. It's just how good. It's all good. You love all pie. Scoring touchdowns. The worst, man. Fumble rec- No, no, no. Touchdowns are awesome. They're all awesome. See, Pies are, there, there's like no bad pie. See, I'm, not, I'm not a huge pie Come person. On. So I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of. You don't like pies? I like pie, oh, but okay. I'm pretty particular in what I do like. I won't just eat any pie. I'm just saying there's no bad. Like, oh, this is the worst. It's like bad candy. It's like it's candy. It has like sugar in it. Now, oh wait God. a second. There are some bad candy. Like, I'm not going to eat any candy, but I'm not saying, like, this is a terrible-tasting something. What about candy corn? I don't like it. It doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> I don't, I don't, whatever I think isn't the, the ultimate judge of good Are you questioning my logic? I would never yes, bracket matrix. question the logic of Jerem Jordan, but yeah, I question bracket matrix all of the time. Oh, this ice cream's so bad. It's ice cream. Yeah, ice cream is in a unique <laughs> what? category. Stop being a whiner. It's ice cream. I don't know that there is an ice cream that I would not eat. Oh, these presents are bad. They were presents. They were free. You should just shut up and accept the presents. Did you ever, as a little kid, receive a present that you were upset about? And now, sure, because yes. sure, you're a spoiled brat. Exactly. And, and you then you think about it, and you don't get it. Yes. Yeah. While I was living in South Korea, I thought about how poor I behaved when I received certain presents from my parents. <laughs> and how spoiled I was and felt bad about all of those things. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, it's a time for giving thanks and for being thankful. So be thankful for today's headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Niagara Falls to BYU basketball, 95-88. Yeah, Elijah Bryant. Happened. What's that? That just happened. Yep. Elijah Bryant on a sore foot. Inspired performance, led BYU with 22 points. Yoli Childs added 21. I spoke with Yoli after the game about what his team learned this week. 
I learned that uh, first off that we can bounce back. And second off, I learned that if we play the right way, no one's going to beat us. Uh, against UT Arlington, we took a lot of first side shots, a lot of quick shots. But uh, if we share the ball, everybody gets touches, and uh, we're really tough to beat if we play like that. The Cougars move to 3-1 and one on the season and face undefeated and 25th-ranked Alabama on Friday in Brooklyn. Women's basketball beat Utah Valley in front of uh, 80,000 children uh, in the University Parkway collision, 75-54. Utah transfer Malia Nawahine scored 21 points on five threes. Cassie Tavashere had a double-double, 11 points, 12 assists. It sounded like 80,000 children all singing to Moana <laughs> in unison. <laughs> it, it was a life-changing The largest experience. primary gathering in a, in a long time. BYU football headed to Hawaii today. The Cougars will face 3-8 and eight Hawaii on Saturday night. The final collegiate game for guys like Fred Warner and T. John Karoma. Head coach Kalani Satake believes a win against the Rainbow Warriors will help this program going forward. Get a W this game so that it can help send our seniors out the right way and also set the tone for next year and, and what we're trying to accomplish as, as a team for next season. How much tone setting can a win over Hawaii bring? We'll talk to Greg Rebell about that in just a little bit. The Cougars listed as a three-point favorite right now. Countdown to kickoff begins at 8 Eastern on Saturday on BYU TV. How bad is Hawaii if BYU is a three-point favorite right now? Wow. And women's volleyball does it again. Of course, she's been here four years, working hard in practice, making her teammates better. Blocked! BYU wins the WCC title! Indeed, four in a row, BYU women's volleyball ranked seventh in the country, swept LMU last night. Fourth consecutive West Coast Conference Championship for the best program on campus. Ronnie Jones-Perry, Copperhill's finest, finished with 11 kills, three blocks. And Cozy Burnett, seven kills. And six blocks in the win. Now BYU waits. Selection Sunday, 9 Eastern, ESPNU. They will find out where they're playing next week. Could it be at Utah? Could it be BYU hosting? Could it be somewhere else? We'll find out. It's very likely that both BYU and Utah will not host. It, it seems like one or the other. Just for the record, BYU won at Utah earlier this season. It so, is on the record. There's that. Did we discuss something off the record? Sure. No, it's not. But it's not on the show. It's all on the record. Yeah. <laughs> I have a friend who will say, off the record, to me, I'm like, I'm not a media member when we're chatting in social conversation right now. But you are a media member. <laughs> yes, but like a Friday night while we're playing NBA Jam in his house. We're not, I, hey, off the record. What? what? <laughs> Clearly, you're not that good at friends. <laughs> oh, we're good at friends. And you know who this is. I'm just kidding. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In the spirit of Thanksgiving and one of our favorite television entertainers, Jimmy Fallon, we have decided to give thanks to some of our Favorite BYU athletes, teams, personalities, and even a BYU opponent. We would like all of you to join us. Embrace the spirit of the Thanksgiving holiday with today's Twitter query. Who would you write a BYU sports thank you note to and what would it say? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At YFangirl underscore JB. Thank you BYU TV for airing games, giving us BYUSN, coordinator's corner, BYU football with Kalani Sitake, after further review. Pre and post game shows, etc. We're spoiled fans. 
Thank you for acknowledging that. That's really nice. There are I a just lot looked of at that list and I was like, we do a we do a lot of shows. <laughs> yeah, and we're like a few pieces of that, you know, and there's a lot of people involved there. So, yeah, th- <laughs> thank you. That's really nice. All right. Now that we've got that thank you out of the way, I guess we can just throw all the rest out the window, right? Okay, now it's going to get real. <laughs> now it's going to get sarcastic. <laughs> oh. You know what I'm grateful for? I'm grateful for points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen a ton this year, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Let me make a point. The last season, BYU averaged fewer than 20 points a game, 2003. That was a bad year. How'd that season turn out? Bad. Yeah. Real bad. Okay. He injured. Injured real bad. So how many points does BYU average now? Uh, 16. Mm. Uh, and... 16.3 was 2003, so yeah. I, I feel like uh, from now until next season, we could say a negative BYU offensive stat of the day every day. Oh, this was the worst since this year. How like, many we points, could do that. We're not going to. How many points does BYU need to score against Hawaii to be better than 2003? Who cares? <laughs> How about BYU goes 30-plus, a la UNLV? That would be fantastic. Hawaii stinks on defense. But BYU stinks on offense, so it's an it's an epic battle. You know what? I am thankful for points, and let's focus on the positive, Jerem. Like when BYU Why? scored fifty five points against Toledo in twenty sixteen, right? How about when BYU scored forty seven points against Hawaii in twenty? That was amazing. Okay, speaking of Taysom Hill. Okay, ah. okay, okay. In the spirit of uh, you know thank you notes, okay? Okay. Uh, I would like to start. Thank you, Taysom Hill. Jamal Williams, Harvey Longy, and Kainakua for being the real MVPs. Touchdowns, oh, excuse me. Touchdowns, third down conversions, sacks, and game-saving interceptions. I've forgotten what those look like. Who knew you being gone would be a five or six win difference? But that's what it is. You always stinks this year. I miss you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> It's so somber. <laughs> it should be. It's so That's somber. You like football in a season. All right. My first thank you card goes like this. Thank you, UNLV football, for providing BYU with the guaranteed reprieve of a win in Las Vegas. Thank you, Rebel football, for not being able to figure out a 3-9 and nine BYU team. <laughs> And for allowing Sam Boyd Stadium to act as Lavelle Edwards Stadium South. BYU's perfect record against you in Las Vegas remains intact. We are grateful. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Yeah, I have another one. (laughs) Thank you, at AP Jofo, for giving us comic relief for one week following the best win of the season. UNLV. Seriously, beating UNLV was celebrated? Aw, oh, jeez. <laughs> That's right. You were short-lived. <laughs> Thank you. Also, Boney Fuller, where are you at? We need you, man. We need you through this. <laughs> I wanted to send a thank you card to Boney Fuller, but yeah, he's he's been a little bit quiet. He's cool that since BYU started not being good at football. <sighs> <laughs> The drop in that was amazing. 
Ah, oh, jeez. so Can good. we explain that one for a second? <laughs> so last week on campus, it's raining or hailing. It's hailing. It's hailing. Hailing. And this, this kid's walking around. He's like, ah, oh, jeez. This is the biggest hail. And, it's oh, the biggest hailstorm in Provo in years. Ah, oh, jeez. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and then so you I, placed it. So yeah. then I made a video of me scrolling through the BYU football schedule and him saying, ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this is how we get through the day. This is how we get through the day. I literally try and laugh to keep from crying about certain things here. My final thank you card. Thank you, BYU Women's Volleyball, for being the most consistent, outstanding overachiever on campus. Five straight Sweet 16s, now four straight conference championships. Yeah. A trip to the national championship match. In 2014. Thank you for the number seven ranking in the country and your repertoire of all-American awesomeness. We are truly beholden. (laughs) A team that wins. It's just fun to watch. It really is. It's great. They're the best team on campus. We've been saying this for over a year. Like in the Independence era or West Coast Conference era, whatever you want to call it. What's been a better team than women's volleyball? Nobody. Yeah. They got it, man. They're good. So a well-deserved thank you. We want to know your thank you cards now. Maybe we should play some of our favorites with that piano music underneath it. <laughs> Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Hashtag BYUSN. Join us on BYU Sports Nation. Go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Who would you write a BYU Sports thank you note to, and what would it say? Okay, Cue the piano music. At Loyal to the Royal. Thank you, Cosmo, for providing at least one nationally talked about highlight this football season <laughs> with your fancy feet and epic dance moves. Wow. At B Royal Blue Coog. <laughs> Thank you, every athlete, coach, and staff member. That includes everybody in the crew at BYU TV Sports. This is the best university in the world, and all of you have a huge hand in making it so. That was very sincere. I almost can't handle the sincerity there. We've received two really nice tweets thus far. Well, we uh, have people filtering those in, so... uh... Hey, we don't filter it. We're just reading it in the moment. We, Team BYU Sports Nation. (laughs) Coming up, the final in-season interview with Fred Warner. We should be thanking Fred Warner for everything he's done. And Fredly Canadian and Curler, Greg Rebell joins us. How does the voice of the Cougars feel about BYU's chances against 25th-ranked Alabama? Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Men's basketball's next game is one of its biggest of the season. 25th ranked Alabama. We want Bama. And you get them. Friday, 2.30 Eastern Time on BYU Radio in the app. That game will be able to be watched on Facebook Live as well. You can go to BYUcougars.com, find that info. Your boy Jason Shepard on the play-by-play, live from LIU Brooklyn's gym. 2,500 strong in that place. Dave Rose said, if we had known that that game was going to switch locations, we wouldn't be on national TV, we would not have gone to that tournament. Hey, they're on national Facebook live stream. Because the Barclays Classic didn't schedule the Barclays Center <laughs> on Friday. They did Saturday for the UMass game, but they didn't Friday. So, yeah, that's been, uh, that's been a cluster. Can you imagine being the guy that has to go to your boss and be like, uh, uh, 
slight problem. Um, we forgot to schedule. We don't have the Barclay Center. The venue, <laughs> but we did get the uh, the LDS Chapel Gym. We we have it, it is available, but we can play at LIU Brooklyn. Ward, the Ninth Ward has a relief side dinner in there right before though. How do you is think okay? Alabama feels about this? Alabama's a ranked team playing a fa- on Facebook Live <laughs> at, at LIU Brooklyn neutral site. LIU Brooklyn. This game's like the setup kind of stinks, but you know what doesn't stink? The fact that you can listen to it on BYU Radio. Hey, and that we have technology to stream it live on Facebook. Like you can still see the game. Who would you write a BYU Sports thank you note to, and what would it say? If you missed our thank you notes, download the podcast for that opening segment. At Crazy Cook Fanatic says, thank you, Fred Warner, for your tireless effort and example and for being your brother's keeper, and especially for that spectacular pick six at Boise State circa 2016. That was one of my favorite BYU defensive highlights of all time. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is the voice of the Cougars' friendly curler and Canadian, Greg Rebel. Greg, how are you feeling this fine Thanksgiving Eve morning? I'm very well. Good morning to you both. Well, it's nice when BYU basketball wins, albeit it was an interesting game last night, but you drop 95, win by 7, beat Niagara. What were your top takeaways from the Cougars' seven-point win over the Purple Eagles? Well, the Cougars got things figured out at halftime after a really rough first half with a, with a 27% turnover percentage, which is not uh, not sustainable. They uh, they turned it around, took much better care of the basketball in the second half, uh, scored 64 in a half. I don't care who you're playing, even though uh, Niagara had uh, allowed a lot of points and a high shooting percentage through its first three games, 64 points and a half is very impressive. And I was perhaps most impressed by how Elijah Bryant played, considering he didn't start and his status was in question uh, when, the, you know, when, when the game began. Uh, he suffered a pretty significant injury Saturday, enough to keep him out of practice on Monday. And uh, he shot Tuesday, and they really had to wait till game time to see how he would play, if he would play. Once he got in, he was tremendous. Just, uh, I thought, kind of willed BYU to the win, uh, made a ton of free throws, and, uh, you know, you, you could ID a number of guys, T.J. Haas and Yoli Childs and Dalton Nixon. But uh, the way Elijah played, not starting and not being 100%, was, I thought, pretty inspirational. The way BYU attacked the rim was good as well. Niagara was pretty aggressive. There were a lot of fouls, a lot of free throws for BYU. That's that's the second uh, time in the last three games where BYU has gone to the free throw line a bunch and made a bunch. That seems to be a strength of this team. What do you think? Yeah, it, even though they expect to be a better and more prolific uh, three-point shooting team this season compared to last year, it really was uh, their ability to finish around the rim, uh, get to the free throw line, take and make more free throws than Niagara that was uh, kind of decisive in this game because there were some great individual outings on the other side of the floor. Matt Scott was phenomenal, uh, and Khalil Dukes, tremendous, and, and BYU in the last two games although it hasn't played with some I consider to be you know, name-brand squads in UT Arlington and Niagara, uh, the top two players on each of those teams are, are really tremendous. And, and I thought BYU had to withstand some, some great individual efforts uh, to get the split in the last two here. Greg Rebell, the voice of the Cougars, with us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Greg, how would you explain Yoli Child's performance up to this point of the season? Solid. Yeah, very solid. Uh, he, 
after his exhibition season, probably raised expectations to the unreasonable because because of how he dominated in those preseason games. But he's been good. Um, I, I think he might have been a, a tad frustrated at halftime yesterday after not getting some shots to drop around the rim in the first half. But he ends up with a solid line, and uh, and you know he's going to be excellent for BYU. And and again, game to game, he might say, uh, you know, there there are a few shots here or there that frustrate him. But on the whole, I, I think he's been great. He's looking over at the ref a lot, hoping uh, to get more calls, and I think he will as time goes on. Finished around the rim. He had a, a good game. It was a different kind of game for BYU. BYU shot, what was it, 27 threes on Saturday. Just 12 threes, but went 7 of 12. I thought they adapted well to the way Niagara played defense. What did you see? Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. The, the, the volume uh, you know, cut in half, more than half from three, and yet they made one more shot than they made uh, against UTA. And again, BYU's ability to, uh, you know, to, to play power ball, to, 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 you know, to, to have the advantage in the paint and get to the stripe, I thought was decisive last night. Is that what a power ball when they go inside? It's you know, not, not a bad way to reference it, I guess. I mean, uh, we, when, when you lead the team in points to the paint and get, get to the free throw line more and, uh, and, and you know, finish with more rebounds, uh, maybe not a bad way to describe I, it. I like it. I'm using okay. that. BYU now staring down 25th-ranked Alabama at LIU Brooklyn as part of the Barclays Classic. Well, is it still the Barclays Classic when it's not at the Barclays Center? The That's Brooklyn the Classic, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Uh, Alabama survived UT Arlington on their home floor in Tuscaloosa last night by one point. What kind of team do you expect from Alabama to show up on Friday against BYU? Well, they, they had only one guy in double figures last night, but when that one guy is Colin Sexton, uh, you can you can live with that. He was uh, he had 29 last night, and uh, you know clearly he's a, he's a one and done type guy, transcendent talent, and. Uh, uh, Avery Johnson has uh, gotten this thing uh, to where it uh, needs to be now, and and uh, as a result, they're ranked and uh, has struggled with UTA last night. Not that we were surprised, right? I mean, we wouldn't have been surprised that UTA staged the upset last night, and they were close to doing so. Uh, but uh, you know, BYU's had these neutral floor Thanksgiving experiences against uh, highly ranked teams in the past and done okay. Uh, Louisville comes to mind. Uh, so you know, bring them on. And uh, although it's a game I won't be doing, I'll be uh, tuning in uh, eagerly. Uh, Jason Shepard and Mark Durant on Friday to see how the Cougars come out of this early game, uh, 12.30 Mountain Time tip with an 11.30 a.m. Mountain Time pregame. It'll be uh, 8.30 pregame, 9.30 tip for me out in Hawaii when I'm tuning in. Then Saturday it's UMass, and that's a game I think BYU needs to get uh, to try and boost the resume, get some confidence for this uh, uh, young group. I think a split would be nice, and obviously you want to get two, uh, but I think BYU's got to, probably got to beat Alabama Saturday if they want to kind of keep pace in non-con. Be UMass Saturday, yeah, I, I, I think a split would be a reasonable expectation or a reasonable hope for the weekend. You want to win two, obviously. I mean, you know, you, you get you get Alabama, it says some pretty good things about your team. But uh, UMass was a team that uh, just beat Niagara, uh, scored 100 plus against them, and uh, of the two, you know, I guess every outside observer would say that UMass is the more winnable game for BYU. So yeah, hope for a split and uh, ideally get two and, and come back for that stretch that includes a lot of in-state games as soon as BYU gets back to town. And and really, it's the rematch from football to basketball. BYU's got to beat UMass to avenge football. Vengeance. Right? Oh, clearly, there's a, such, such a strong bond uh, between <laughs> last Saturday and this Saturday. It's, uh, it's probably the rallying cry. Yeah. The voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, with us as part of BYU Sports Nation's Thanksgiving Eve coverage. Other than a win for BYU football in Hawaii, as we turn our attention to the islands, Greg, what is BYU's uh, football purpose right now? <sighs> 
I mean, can it be anything other than just, you know, finish off with a positive feeling? I mean, the only thing that will do that is, is winning your final game of the year. And uh, both teams will say the same thing at this point. Both teams have won three games. Uh, both teams can reflect on the historical rivalry to stoke some competitive fires. But only one team can truly head to the offseason saying, uh, we finished off the right way. And uh, that's what it comes down to and all it comes down to on, on Saturday. Hawaii's offense is uh, mediocre. The defense isn't that good. Uh, is this a game in which you think that BYU can, uh, I don't know, fare better than UMass? That's well, like so many others, right? I mean, whether it's, uh, whether it's ECU or, or, or UMass, there are, there are games that, that on, on paper uh, present an opportunity to, you know, to score some points and, and get some things done on offense. And, and yet in, in both of BYU's games that I just referenced, uh, you know, they scored 17 and 10 points against DCU and UMass. And so at this point, all bets are off and uh, everything's a crapshoot. And uh, two, three win teams, who's to say they've got the better shot of winning? I know that uh, Hawaii's had, uh, you know, more better offensive performances uh, to lean on than BYU at this point. As Ralph Sokolowski notes, uh, BYU scored 10 points or fewer five times this season. That hadn't happened since 1969. And I'm afraid, guys, that we've had too many of these uh, instances in which we're talking about. 1969 and 1955 and 1949 and all these th- things that you really uh, you know shouldn't have to address, but that's kind of been the way it's gone this year. The the next time we talk about those, now it's easy. We'll just say 2017. Now we know, now we know the number a little easier. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Greg, is there anything? Bad face emoji. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Perfect placement <laughs> of that. Is there anything that could happen in Saturday's game that would change? the collective fan base's perception of this football season, even a little? Uh, you know, score 40 or 50 and, and, uh, and win going away. Uh, you know, I, I, I think at this point uh, expectations are re- very modest and uh, both teams just want to finish out the right way and go into the offseason with something positive. And I, I think if you want to distill it even further, I think it's an important game for Joe Critchlow. Um, and I think Ed Lamb even kind of conceded this point on, on Monday in talking on coordinator's corner. You know, this might be a game that allows Joe Critchlow to take the lead into the clubhouse for spring ball. Um, and, and by the same token, if he doesn't play well, uh, things are more wide open than, um, you know, that, that than they might be otherwise. And so this is a chance really for Joe to show that after, you know, one good start and one not so good start that he can still be the guy considered to be, uh, again, the, the, the leading returner heading into spring ball. And the coaches will also acknowledge they, 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 they gave Joe too much to do in game two. But that said, uh, he needs to, you know, kind of get one back now and, and, and reassert himself. I want UNLV part two. That felt good, right? There's been a lot of low. I, that, that felt good. I want another yeah. UNLV game. And boy, and, go ahead, Greg. You know, I was say, and the most disappointing thing about that is that, that coming off of the UNLV game, BYU wasn't able to sp- uh, st- you know, string consecutive good games together. And, and the hope would have been that you can finish off the right way, win back-to-back-to-back, and, and give yourself a positive springboard into the offseason. But they really did take a step back against UMass. No other way to look at it than a step back. And so this will be a season that ends without – consecutive victories at any point and that's only happened i think three times in the last 50 years and so there will be no consecutive wins at any any, at any point in this season so byu never really got on any kind of run or roll uh, at any point the role they got on in UNLV was being able to rush the ball and to me that's something that's really important uh for byu going into saturday what do you what do you think of that role in byu's success yeah, the fact that, that BYU didn't run the ball uh, either enough or as well as we thought they would have against UNLV was surprising. And I think in hindsight, um, you know, coaches acknowledged that uh, you know the game plan was too pass heavy. 
but they thought there were things to take advantage of with UMass's man cover. Uh, ultimately, for a freshman making his second start, um, too much of a drop-back game for a guy not ready to do that. And, and really, it was a game in which quick pass and run game would have really helped Joe out and the team out uh, you know, much more than, than, than the game plan that we saw did. Greg, let's continue along the lines of BYU's running attack with a stat that matters for this BYU football team and head coach Kalani Satake. Well, that kind of ties into what we just talked about in the run game, but uh, BYU under Kalani still has yet to win a game when rushing for fewer than 100 yards. Yeah, 100 is just a number, but BYU has lost eight straight when under that number. And back in the Bronco era, even when they didn't run for 100, they'd, they'd win about one of every three games um, under 100 yards because they could still throw it. And, and what BYU's not able to do is compensate for a lack of run game with a throw game right now. That's why they've not won a game yet with a low rushing number, whereas in the Bronco era, they could still cobble together some wins. And, again, they'd win about 35% of their games when under 100 yards rushing, but they get to win a game under 100 with Kalani. Okay, got to get to 100. All right, it's that again, time. It's just a number, and, and it used to mean more than it does, I think. Yeah. Uh, but, but historically, uh, dating from 1972 to present, BYU's won 83.2% of its games at 100-plus at yards. The number's lower under Kalani, 66.7% at 100-plus, because the throw game just has not been there. BYU's had only three 300-yard passing games in Kalani's 25 games. Whereas back in the day, 300-yard um, games were, you know, were the norm. And so, again, the fact that BYU's not running it well or when they don't run it well, it means more now because BYU's throw game is not there. Yeah, 27 touchdown passes the last 25 games. Gig-gig! All right, let's, it's that time. Let's get to a cool thing about Canada, Greg. All right, uh, I, I actually didn't know this. And I tend to pride myself as somebody who knows a fair bit about his, um, his, his, his home, home and native land. But Canada has the world's largest per capita concentration of donut shops. <laughs> really? <laughs> Industry executives estimate there are roughly five times more donut shops per capita in Canada than in the U.S. I knew I loved that country. Wow. And the city in which I was born... Sudbury, Ontario, is the second most likely Canadian city to search for donuts on the Internet. Wow, number two. Congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's a badge of honor. What's your favorite donut, just out of curiosity, Greg? Uh, I, I, like, I like the donuts with the filling inside. Okay. Lemon filling, custard filling, raspberry filling. Give me a donut without a hole and with stuff inside. Is there a donut shop that we have to visit next time we go to Canada? Like, is there a specific well, one you want us to go to? the next time we go? Well, Tim we... Hortons is where you got to go. Okay. Yeah. T- T- Tim Hortons is the, uh, is the Krispy Kreme slash Dunkin' Donuts of Canada. Tim Hortons. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, Greg. That was the perfect send-off before the Hawaii game. Yeah, we didn't have a lot of fun things to talk about there until we got to donuts. <laughs> We needed donuts. It's never a bad time to eat a donut. That's so true. Yeah. Well, listen, happy Thanksgiving to you both. Uh, I know that uh, Spencer and I are headed off uh, to the islands uh, for our, our holiday weekend there. And, uh, Jerem, we'll miss you. I'll miss you guys, too. So sad. Sad sad face emoji. Jason will be in Brooklyn. I'll be holding down the fort with Ben Bagley here and company. All right. Uh, mahalo and aloha, boys. You got it. Thanks, Greg. Greg Rebell on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. 
Mahalo and aloha. Yes. A language you could say, one word for goodbye and hello. Yeah, aloha, right? Coming up, big deal, no deal, a win against Niagara. Ooh, but first, what does senior linebacker and projected NFL draft pick Fred Warner hope to get out of his final game as a BYU Cougar? You talk to him. Sun fan. Welcome back, sports friends. Thanksgiving Eve. Spencer Limpton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, nationally simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand, including today's thank you notes for BYU athletics, personalities, even a BYU opponent. Download it on iTunes or the TuneIn app anytime, anywhere. Countdown to kickoff. We'll get you ready for BYU season finale, a.k.a. the Honolulu Bowl. It's the 13th game. It's in Hawaii. It's around Thanksgiving. It's a bowl game, sort of. 8 Eastern, Saturday night, BYU TV and the app. Your boy Spencer Linton will be in Aloha Stadium. Against a rival. Well, on that side. That's interesting, right? BYU doesn't see this as a rivalry. Hawaii sees it as a rival. In fact, the number one rivalry, according to Nick Rolovich. Their head coach. Remember him? 72 points, the most BYU's ever allowed in a game. 2001. That's one of the worst days of my life. BYU's undefeated. Luke Staley had broken his leg the week before. And Nick Rolovich rolled over BYU. Aloha. Did you feel worse on that day or the night that Taysom Hill broke his leg against Utah State? The night with Taysom Hill because we already knew that the season was going to end because Luke Staley had broken his leg. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard hard to feel grateful right now. I'm just so sad. I know. He's 3-9 and, nine and it stinks so bad. Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Well, there's this, Jerem. Niagara Falls. Yeah, that's going to really make up for it. To BYU basketball. 95-88. Eli Bryant on a Niagara short foot. Falls. 22 points. Yoli Childs out of 21. The Cougars now 3-1 and one on the season. They face undefeated. And 25th ranked Alabama. We want Bama! And a lottery pick in Mr. Sexton on Friday in Brooklyn. Pre-game begins on BYU Radio at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Women's basketball beat Utah Valley in the University Parkway collision, 75-54. Utah transfer Malia Nawahine scored 21 points on five threes, while Cassie Tavajere had a double-double, 11 points, 12 assists. BYU football headed to Hawaii today. The Cougars will face 3-8 Hawaii on Saturday night, the final collegiate contest for guys like Fred Warner and T. John Karoma. Cougars, a three-point favorite right now on the road. Countdown to kickoff begins 8 Eastern time, Saturday night on BYU TV. When you're a three-point dog at home to a 3-9 and nine team, you are bad. Number seven, BYU women's volleyball swept LMU last night for the Cougars' fourth consecutive West Coast Conference regular season championship. Ronnie Jones-Perry, Caprio's finest, finished with 11 kills and three blocks. And Cozy Burnett had seven kills and... S- and six blocks. Congrats to the ladies on another title. Election show, by the way, Sunday night. Oh, will they host? You had the distinct pleasure of speaking one-on-one with BYU's projected NFL draft pick linebacker, Fred Warner, on things like what he wants to accomplish in his final game at Hawaii here at BYU. BYU football, all access on BYU Sports Nation with Fred Warner. All right, Fred. Last regular season game for you. You had senior day and all of that, but now it's the final one. What are the emotions like this week? Uh, man, just squeezing everything I can out of these last couple practices, man. You know, um, trying to help out my teammates uh, to prepare for this game so we can end on a win. 
Um, I'm sure it'll, it'll be an emotional last game, just being the last one, and uh, look forward to it. There are not too many uh, better places you could kind of end the season in in Hawaii. What are your thoughts about ending the season in Hawaii? Yeah, a uh, great place to end the season, I'd say. Um, I wouldn't say it's like a bowl game because it's just, you know it's just it's another game we got to make sure we're we have our head on straight for this week. But um, yeah, like you said, it's just a great place to be. You wish there was a swag bag associated with this game, though, right? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's all it's all good though. Yeah. It's all good. You leave Wednesday and you spend Thanksgiving there. What kind of experience do you think that will be with your team spending? You know, you're trying to trying to get there, but spending Thanksgiving together there. Yeah, so my uh, my mom and sister are actually flying out, so that I'll, I'll be with them, and I have family over there too. So, um, but yeah, just being with the team too. That I mean, it's just gonna be just as fun. Um, you know, we're all big family, and uh, just being there together will be nice. So Thursday, you kind of have a turkey bowl, right? Because you're practicing at high school that morning. Actually, yeah, yeah, you yeah. could you could call it that. Yeah, sure. Just not not the tackling and yeah. stuff. Yeah, we don't want we don't want none of that. But you're not putting on flags or anything, right? No flags, uh, you know, helmets, <laughs> practice. Uh, yeah, free protocol. Yeah. What does this game mean for this team uh, against Hawaii, given the way the season's played out? What does this final one mean? Uh, for me, it means everything, you know, just to end the season off the, uh, off the right way, just with a win. And obviously, like you said, the way the season's gone hasn't gone the way I would have ever thought or this team would have thought. Um, but, yeah, this is everything right now. How would you assess your play your senior season? Uh, I, I, I feel like I've started pretty strong ever since I, I got hurt, hurt my ankle. You know, I haven't been able to play the same way, I feel like, unfortunately. But uh, I still, I'm still trying to go out there and give it my all every single play. Um, you know, that's just, that's just how I'm made up. How's Troy doing? Troy's doing good. You know, he, he has high spirits even though he's, uh, he, he had that injury. Uh, that sucks, but, you know, he, he's taking it pretty well. What are your plans, I guess, in the next couple of weeks with school? Do you graduate soon? Yeah, I graduate in December, uh, so it'll be three and a half years that I, that I finished it um, and then move on to the next phase. How'd you do it in three and a half years playing football with no Richard? You know what? You just got to keep your, keep your focus because, <laughs> hey, if, if you slack off just a little bit, it, it could get tough. So, you know. Most dudes here like myself it took me four and a half so i i gave myself a red shirt academically <laughs> right. so what, what's your major uh, exercise and wellness exercise wellness yeah. so so is there an emphasis there or what what is that it's it's just like an exercise it's like just it's a bunch of science yeah. a lot of science classes uh, a lot of classes about just health and about the body um you know there, there's some tough there's some tough classes in that major though you know anatomy having to just memorize a bunch of different body parts and stuff and physiology how the body moves, just a lot of, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff. Was that useful given your hopeful career path? Oh, absolutely. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's very helpful in football, just knowing the body and just knowing how to take care of your body just for football. When do you begin training for the next part of your career? Um, it'll probably be end of December I'll start, I'll start training after I finish school. What's the vibe like with this group this week, knowing there is some finality to this, so you can kind of ramp up towards the end, but what's, what's the energy like with the team right now? High energy in practice right now. I'm, I'm trying to bring as much energy as I can on the defense side of the ball. Um, it's the last go-around. You know, you've got you to gotta leave it all out on the field. Were you teammates with Dylan Colley, or is he? No. Okay. Um, what sticks out to you about kind of their team? Dylan Colley used to play here, obviously, Austin and Zach's younger brother, but what sticks out about the Warriors? Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel. I've just from what I've heard, I know they they always get up for this game, and anytime we come over there, I mean it's a big game, and so um, I think just 
we both have a lot of Polynesian culture in, on both teams, I'm sure. And so, you know, it, it'll be a tough physical game. Have any of the guys from Hawaii or any of the Polynesians uh, said anything extra about this game? Because it is unique with the culture given how many Polynesians are on the staff and on the team. Uh, I haven't really noticed anybody say much about it. You know, we're trying to treat it like, you know, another business trip. And, uh, yeah. It's an old rival, and then you just get injected into this. Yeah, That's kind of a weird exactly, deal. Exactly, yeah. I, I don't really, I don't know much about any type of rivalry with, with them or anything, but um, I'm going to treat it just like any other game. What are you looking forward to the most this week, or some of the things you look forward to? Uh, just spending time, you know, with the, with the team. One last, one last game, um, one last road trip, and, uh, yeah, just taking in every single moment, you know, because it's, it's almost over. Well, this is your last in-season interview with us. I'm sure we'll talk to you a little bit later, but sure. it's been fun to watch you play, Frank. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. BYU Sports Nation All Access, one-on-one with the linebacker, y'all, Fred Warner. He was a pup when we first talked to him, fresh out of San Marcos Hills. In Studio B. In Studio Bizzle. And now he gone. Well, he will be. He's not <laughs> yet. After this game, he will wrap up his collegiate career and prepare for the combine the nuffle yeah the national football league uh what would you write or who would you write rather a BYU sports thank you note to and what would it say many of you want to write one to fred warner at jason shep hey Hi, jason the are shep you Dizzle upstairs where are you says i would like to write a thank you note to the countdown hit it countdown to the wildcats i'm not supporting this <laughs> it's too early the season hasn't even ended. Listen, the body's still warm. <laughs> yes. The season has not ended. You want to know how many days until BYU plays Arizona? Who cares? Figure it out yourself! Who cares? Coming up, another championship for a certain team on campus. I'm so angry right now. <laughs> and a BYU basketball win over Niagara. Is that a big deal or no deal? You tell me! BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from the studio Bizzle with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Women's Hoops takes on 4-0 Georgia. Receiving votes in the top 25 Saturday for Eastern time on BYU TV and the app. Your boy Dave McCann on the call. Kristen Kozlowski will also be courtside. 2K. Yes. NBA 2K18. Nicely done. (laughs) Who would you write a BYU Sports thank you note to, and what would it say? Should we cue the piano music for this one? Let's do it. At Calmere. Thank you, BYU football team, for teaching us how to have faith and about (laughs) long-suffering. Nice. (laughs) Nice. I appreciate the levity from at Calmere. We need it. It is very much needed. We need a lot of it. We also need to play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal, No Deal. Presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together at visitprovo.org. It's definitely a big deal. Number one. Ben? Big Deal, No Deal. A BYU win over Niagara last night. I got to go No Deal. This was a team that was ranked almost... 200 in Ken Palm. This is a home game. This is a game BYU should win. But given the football season, I'm going to say big deal because winning should be valued all the time. 
All the time. I hear from coaches all of the time. It's, it's really just a deal. It's not actually big, but it's not no deal. It's well, a compared deal. to football, there's no middle ground in our game. It is game a here. big deal. Yeah. You know what Luke Worthington says to that? Thumbs up! Thumbs up. Which is a play call, but we caught him on the side, and it just looks like last night on BRTV, he was just giving the thumbs up. Yeah, Zach Selyus hits a three. In fact, and, and then we cut away to him, and Luke's like, yeah! Eyebrows up, thumbs I just, up. I just tweeted that out if you missed it. Really fun. Uh, I say this is a big deal because BYU coaches constantly are saying it's really hard to win games against Division One opponents. And you're right. We should value each and every win based on what has happened with BYU football this season and even basketball last year uh, when the season didn't end as we hoped it would in the NCAA tournament or at least competing for an NCAA tournament spot. Yeah, it definitely wasn't in the NCAA tournament. A win over Niagara is a big deal. It would be a huge deal if BYU lost to Niagara. They won that game. They're 3-1. and one. And sometimes it's hard to get that confidence back after you get dominated by a team like UT Arlington. So yeah. just, just find a way to win. Number two. Big deal or bigger deal, the play of Yoli Childs or the play of Eli Bryant last night? Both big. Good question. Uh, Elijah Bryant, he was hurt. Didn't shoot particularly well from the field to start. Made two uh, threes back-to-back. But it's the 13 of 14 from the free throw line was, that was the big deal. BYU needed Elijah Bryant in that game to win it. If Elijah Bryant doesn't play in that game, I don't think BYU wins. Yeah, the bigger deal here is the humility of Yoli Childs to allow um, Look at you going. Eli Bryant to take a more prominent role when, when he clearly is the best player on the team. So I like the humility of Yoli Childs. Be thou humble, Spencer. <laughs> Yoli. Both of them are great. Both of them are great. And uh, shout out to Eli for playing on a sore foot. Because if, if you've ever experienced injury like that, and I have, you, you lose explosiveness in your foot. It's just like you feel okay. It's pain management. You just can't explode off the ground like you, you want to. And he played through it. And that's really my issue is exploding off the had ground. Had 22 points. Yeah, that's it's a well-played game by Eli. So all joking aside, Elijah Bryant, he was the bigger deal last night. Number three. Big deal, no deal. BYU hoops averaging 21.3 points per game from the free throw line. Now, that's a big deal. They're averaging 26.5 free throw attempts. So BYU's shooting it really well. BYU, one of the top 20 teams in America right now in free throw percentage. We'll cut four. This is a big deal because BYU, sometimes you don't shoot well from the outside. So if you can get to the stripe, that's how you can win in games that are slow, that are defense-heavy. defense, uh, defense heavy. That wasn't last night, but BYU won at the free throw line. If BYU were not making free throws, they would not be 3-1. and one. So this is yeah. a really big deal that they're finding way to get points at the free throw line, shooting at an impressive clip. Yeah, 100% this is a big deal. And finally, number four. Last one. What's the biggest deal when it comes to your Thanksgiving dinner? Gravy. Oh. I need gravy. Otherwise, I can't eat the potatoes and likely the meat as effectively. I Like, I want it saturated. Good gravy is hard to be. Plus, I just don't have gravy that often. You just said good gravy. Good gravy. <laughs> Niagara Falls. <laughs> Uh, biggest deal for me when it comes to my Thanksgiving dinner, probably just being with family. Like, I never want to spend Thanksgiving alone. That's... I thought we assumed the family was there. I'm, oh, no? Well, we okay. The, din- the actual dinner, key lime pie. There you go. Thank you. Key lime pie. Coming up, Women's Hoops gets a win over a team closer to Krispy Kreme than BYU.
But first, Kyle Collinsworth got rid of his cornrows. How did his new hairstyle perform on the NBA G League court last night? <laughs> Find out in the whip. Big Deal No Deal is sponsored by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, Greg Rebell and Federico Warner. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up Friday, Dennis Pitta and Steve Cleveland will join us. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. Niagara Falls to BYU. 95-88, Elijah Bryant on a sore foot. 22 points to lead BYU. Yoli Childs, what humility. 21 points. The Cougars move to 3-1. and one. Face undefeated 25th ranked Alabama Friday in Brooklyn. Cougars in the association. Snarknado is in full swing, baby, and I love it. Be thou humble, Spencer. Kyle Collinsworth had three points, five rebounds, and five assists for the Texas Legends in a loss to the Santa Cruz Warriors. Women's basketball. That's a three by three. Women's hoops beat Utah Valley in the University Parkway Collision.com, a 75-54. Malia Nawahine, 21 points on five threes. Cassie had a double-double, 11 points, 12 assists. Football. BYU football headed to the islands. Hawaii. Cougars will face the Rainbow Warriors on Saturday night. Both teams have three wins on the season. The final collegiate contest for guys like Fred Warner and T. John Karoma. BYU a three-point favorite right now. Volleyball. Seventh-ranked women's volleyball swept LMU last night. Fourth straight West Coast Conference regular season championship. Ronnie Jones-Perry of Copper Hills finished with 11 kills, 3 blocks. Cozy Burnett, 7 kills, 6 blocks. Today's Rise and Chat brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Joy Sports fans, thank you for uh, consuming the product here. Thank you for letting us do what we do. We appreciate you. Thank you. Seriously, I, I know that we are full of juvenile hijinks, and uh, there are for some yourself. really cheesy jokes on this show. Niagara Falls. <laughs> but we do thank you for allowing us to do this each and every day. We, we love our jobs. We do not take it for granted. Our uh, Twitter question today. Who would you write a BOA Sports thank you note to and what would it say? The elite tweet answer at Melocopter. Thank you, BYU administration, for lifting the ban on caffeine. I don't know. BYU started to sink after that. Question mark. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSM. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Matt Edwards.